This is the 2448 Podcast. What's up everybody? I'm Matt Broom, your friendly firefighting financial planner, and this is the 2448 Podcast. This show focuses on improving your finances, your side hustles, and moving the fire service forward through honest discussion. Let's get going. Welcome to the 2448 podcast. Today we are focused on making ends meet. I hope everyone had a good Christmas and now we are about to move into the new year. So I wish you the best in 2020 and beyond. Make sure that you are spending less than you make. You're saving as much as you can. You're avoiding financial ruin and you're living your ideal life, not someone else's. Those are my personal rules for financial success. Today I want to discuss an aphorism, uh, which is a concise and expressive observation that contains a general truth, such as, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And this particular aphorism is from a book by a gentleman named Nassim Nicholas Taleb. Uh, My beautiful wife got me what he calls his Incerto for Christmas, which is like a four-volume uh, compilation of all of his books, and one of those is called The Bed of Procrustes, Philosophical and Practical Aphorisms, and it's really just a book of kind of general truths that he uh, has come up with in his experience through life, and one of them really stopped me in my tracks as I was reading last night, and it made me start to think, and When I start thinking, I normally start writing. So I started the beginnings of a blog post, which will come out kind of concurrently with this podcast. And the aphorism that stopped me in my tracks was this. To understand how something works, figure out how to break it. And I started thinking about that because I'm constantly trying to figure out how people's personal finances work on an individual level because money is a very individual um, topic. Everybody handles it slightly differently. Everybody thinks about it slightly differently. Even though we all have to deal with it, we all do it in our own way. So instead of trying to figure out how it works to create success. I started following this aphorism and trying to figure out how to break it. But first I had to figure out what what was I trying to break anyways because my first thought was how do you break someone's financial success? And well, that just didn't really seem right because success is kind of this undefinable thing. It's different for everybody. Quite often it's fleeting. You find success and then you move on to the next challenge, which can either end in failure or success, and that's fleeting and it moves on and on and on. So financial success didn't seem like the right thing to figure out how to break. So I kind of just kept thinking and 
kept reading and I came across a couple words that Taleb himself really likes to use and that's robustness and resilient. So when I was thinking about how to break someone's robustness and financial resilience, that that actually seemed right because robustness is the quality or condition of being strong and in good condition, which is exactly what you want to be financially. You want to be strong and in good financial condition. While resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, also known as toughness. So being financially tough is important too because we're all going to face challenges in our financial life, our work life, our family life that are going to have financial implications. So being able to recover quickly, it would be a nice quality to encompass within our lives. And if you can have these if you have these two qualities, you can thrive financially in almost any environment because you're strong and you know how to recover. So then I started thinking, well, what habits or actions would you have to take to break your financial robustness and your financial resilience? And the first thing that came to mind was that well, you would live beyond your means. So if you make $50,000 a year and your lifestyle costs you $55,000, you are living beyond your means. And typically, as time goes on, your income may rise and your lifestyle is going to continue rising alongside it, thus keeping robustness and resilience always just out of reach. And to kind of make matters worse, the shortcoming is typically subsidized through use of credit cards. If you're lucky, and I don't really consider it lucky, but you may be being subsidized through a parent or family member. But if you're using credit cards, once the compounding interest starts accumulating and you continue to live beyond your means, the shovel that you were originally using to dig this hole that you're in, well, it pretty much turns into an excavator and you're going deeper and deeper and deeper, thus making robustness and resilience that much harder to acquire. If anything happens to your income, there's no way that you'll be able to sustain those payments and bankruptcy or brokenness is surely to follow. So that was my first thought on how you could break someone's financial robustness and their financial resilience. And as I continued writing, I, I thought that the second thing that could cause this would be not insuring your risks. So in regards to insurance, Risk is the possibility of loss. If you risk more than you can afford to lose, financial ruin becomes much more probable. And when you're thinking about these things, you want to understand that though the odds of you, know, you dying at a young age are low, they aren't zero. And when it comes to life insurance, the amount of money that you're insuring your life for 
is not about you, it's about your family. So I find that many people avoid the talk of life insurance and avoid getting appropriate amounts of life insurance because it can be a difficult topic to discuss, but you have to understand that this is not about you, it's about your family. It's about your family thriving after you are gone. It's about you taking care of your family from the grave. But moving on, according to actuarial life tables, so like tables that they use for Social Security um, analysis and whatnot, if you are a 35-year-old male, you have about a 2% chance of dying within the next 10 years. Like I said, that's not zero. It's small, but it's not zero. And it's a way better chance than winning the lottery, yet a lot of you are playing that too, so... Something to consider. And according to Low Load Insurance Services, which is a insurance company, uh, they, they say that a 30-year-old is four times as likely to become disabled than to die before age 65. So you've got to start thinking about these things, that if you aren't carrying the appropriate amounts of insurance, that... You know, if you were to die at a young age and you left your family with a mortgage and bills and future college for your kids and all these types of things, you have left them with a huge financial burden, which is certain to break their financial robustness and resilience. They are going to have quite an uphill battle to recover from that. And the same thing is if you suffer a disability. If you cannot work and you are the main breadwinner for your home and you don't have a disability policy in place with a plan to survive under those circumstances, you have now ruined your family's financial resilience and your family's financial robustness. And those are just two examples of where not insuring your risk can break you. Never mind the risk of not carrying enough auto insurance or property and casual insurance and being sued above and beyond your coverage. What you have to understand is that risks are everywhere, and many of them are uninsurable, but those low-frequency and high-severity risks, such as death and disability, those things need to be insured against, and quite often you can do it fairly cheaply. So do not put that off if you want to attain financial robustness and financial resilience. Otherwise, you run the risk of leaving your family in a position of fragility. The third thing that I continue to think about that might affect your robustness and resilience is the fact that you never delay gratification. If you did not want to become resilient, you would never delay gratification. Because delayed gratification is foundational to building wealth and creating financial freedom. If setting aside 15% of your income towards retirement is unachievable because you're probably living beyond your means and you feel the need to accumulate more and more stuff, then I've got news for you. You're going to remain on the work hamster wheel until you cannot. And then you're going to be in a bad place. You will not have a financially robust life and you will not be in a resilient position. Social Security is a safety net, not a retirement plan. Next on the list that I continue to think about was that if you 
cast blame on everyone else for your situation, you're never going to improve your situation. You're going to remain um, the opposite of robust and the opposite of resilient. You're going to remain weak. You are putting your power to change and your power to take responsibility for your life and placing it outside of your control, thus making you weak. So even though some of us are dealt poor hands, you don't have to play them. There's a reason that poker is a multi-round game. You can fold. And maybe through education and disciplined hard work, you can stack the deck to be in your favor. But if your situation is someone else's fault, then you may never move on to finding the appropriate solutions to move you forward. So if the government or your employer or any other ridiculous excuse is keeping you from succeeding, if you have that attitude, you aren't going to create a robust and resilient financial foundation to build your life upon, thus leading to brokenness. So don't abdicate responsibility for your financial situation. If you want to become robust and resilient financially, you've got to take responsibility for it. Next on the list is you provide less value than what you are paid for. And what I mean by this is you go to work, and I haven't I haven't quite worked this one out in my head yet, but this is kind of a, a thoughts that I have. I think it goes kind of along the lines of the principal agent problem in economics, but if you go to work every day and you try to only provide value up to your hourly wage or salary, then you're going to be the first one on the chopping block in tough times. So even if you don't get fired, promotions aren't going to come your way because somewhere within your organization there's going to be someone who is providing value beyond their salary. And that excess value that that person brings is what they trade on in their career. That's how they move upwards. That is buying them upward mobility. And that person is a better candidate anyways. So if you go to work every day and you're trying to just show up, well, don't be surprised if you have a poor outcome one day when the economy takes a dive and they're looking at cutting costs. That valuable linchpin, as Seth Godin calls it, is not going to be the one who gets fired. So if you want to develop financial robustness and resilience in tough times, you need to think and act like an owner. Naval Ravikant says, if you think and act like an owner, it's only a matter of time until you become an owner. And when you become an owner, your financial robustness and resilience is within your control. But you have to train yourself to think and operate this way. So go to work every day acting as if you owned the company that you were working for. And you're going to gain leverage with your employer, and you're going to gain influence, and you're going to promote rapidly, and you're going to create a robust and resilient skill set that is highly marketable, whether at your current company or another. 
And the last thought that I had on this topic was the idea that failure freezes you. If you are so afraid of failure that you cannot act, then it is you are acting from a position of weakness. You are it's a you're scared. And that is the opposite of being robust and resilient. If you are so afraid to fail that you don't challenge yourself, you are doomed to a life of mental and probably physical atrophy. So if you want to become robust and resilient, you must seek out challenges that will increase your ability to earn money and provide value. And the best part is that if the challenge is too much and you do fail, well, you've still learned from it. Now you can regroup and re-engage and continue towards financial robustness and resilience. That's all I've got for you today. Uh, let me know what you think about the thoughts. There will be a blog post posted along these same lines as well. And I wish you all the best in 2020. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the 2448 podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share the show however and wherever you see fit. If you have any suggestions, questions, or if you're interested in coming on as a podcast guest, please go to the Facebook page. There's a Google form pinned at the top. Fill it out, and I look forward to hearing from y'all. I hope you enjoyed the music. They are some friends of mine that make up the band All the Locals, and they were generous enough to let me use their music for this show. So check them out. They flip and rock. But until next time, y'all stay safe. Cheers.